Hello and welcome to episode, well, what do we say? We could say Jordan Russell. Well, we could say that. We could even say the great man, Big Nick. Oh, who's, uh, now anybody familiar with the Two Tones podcast will know that a picture of the great man dominates the room in which we record this weekly podcast. So uh, we, it would be remiss of us not to acknowledge that great man when we talk of uh, two Guernseys at the Carlton Football Club. Let's talk about his successor, though, one P. Paddy Wow. wow. Oh, Episode um, Paddy. Exactly. We will be talking about uh, uh, the JLT uh, uh, game in Tasmania the other night, and we will be talking about that. <laughs> you better believe we'll be talking <laughs> about that. This is The Two Tones. Tony DeBolfo, welcome. Greetings, Tony. Uh, I'm Tony Moclair. Thanks for your company. Now, before we get into the JLT Blues v Hawks game, uh, the Women's League, Tone, uh, Carlton versus Melbourne. What did you make of that? Look, it's been a tough old year. It has to be said for Damien Keeping and um, uh, his uh, charges tone, must be said. And look, it wasn't the greatest of starts against Melbourne. Um, um, Melbourne obviously got away to a flyer and Carlton pretty much from that moment on were playing catch-up. To the credit of the girls, they uh, found a little bit in the second half and uh, rallied as a you know, as good team should. Uh, fair to say the damage was already done, but I know, Tony, uh, um, during the week there was a, a season launch uh, for the club and um, the question was put to um, coach keeping by um, um, Jason Richardson, the MC of the night. Have you kicked a black cat this year? That yeah. was the operative question because, yes, poor old Damien's you know, been in the wars, he's been in the hospital battling a blood disorder, he's over that. And uh, while he's uh, getting through that uh, Predicament. Uh, his captain, you know, uh, Brianna Davy, goes over with a, a serious knee injury. Yeah. So it's, I suppose, from round two onwards, the the girls have been playing catch up. It's been a p- particularly difficult year. Let's hope they can finish off um, with a with a win against the Dockers this this week. It um, it has been a, a tough year to say the least. Well, uh, look, the, the measure of any team is how it recovers from a year like that. And, uh, the, you know, we know the competition will just go from strength to strength. Uh, everyone's, I guess, in the, you know, in the learning phase, if you like. Very true. But, uh, and, the, and the bodies are getting um, used to the rigours of uh, football at the highest level. That's the point, Tony. And, and it's a, a most important point that should be raised at this juncture, that um, the women, in my, in my opinion, may have saved the Carlton ground because if the AFL sees... Uh, Carlton as the hub of AFLW, yeah. there's every chance that the league will invest in the gr- facilities of the ground and it would be magnificent oh. to see uh, you know, improvements at the venue, a restoration of the Gardner stand would be magnificent yeah. and basically a living, breathing Princess Park, which uh, everyone wants to see. Yep. So um, all power to Damien and the girls. Yes, it's been a tough year um, uh, on the field, but Um, when you look at it in totality um, it's just a magnificent uh, set of circumstances that that Carlton can boast a women's team running at AFLW and um, they are the game changers no two ways about it Yep, yep. the momentum is definitely with that league at the moment just before we move on to uh, reviewing the Blues and the Hawks Tony, I want to uh, throw the uh, spotlight onto uh, Tiana Cochran she debuted, she is the great niece of who? 
Well, the great niece of former number eight, the great Trevor Keogh, oh. um, one of the all-time great Carlton players, you know, uh, a member of that magnificent contingent of players, ex-Bendigo, you think of yeah, Trevor Keogh, Jeff Southby, oh. Rod Ashman, you oh. know, later on the piece you had, um, you know, uh, Greg Williams, Peter Dean. Um, how good has Bendigo been to the Carlton Football Club, you know, when you think about it that way? And so Tiana, yeah, fair to say, um, has great bloodlines, and I'm sure... Um, great Uncle Trevor would have been proud to see her running out um, for the uh, Old Dark Navy Blues, um, um, you know, last week. It's a, it's a great family story, and it's it's just magnificent to see the the name continue on, you know, within the ranks of the Carlton Football Club. Um, Trevor was a fine player for the Carlton Football Club over many years. Let's hope. Tiana can em- emulate that and be a great count player in her own right. Amen to that. Well, she debuted with three tackles, six disposals, um, and uh, we look forward to seeing more of her uh, next year. And as you said, Tone, next week's game against uh, the Dockers, the Inns are Brazal, uh, Anel Grieve, and the outs are Kerrick, Cochrane, Attard. They've all been omitted. Yes. So we will uh, we will give you a review of that game next week. Yes, and all power to the girls. Great to see Lauren Arnell, the last year's captain, uh, back in the team. Uh, offers the uh, the girls you know leadership and, and uh, experience there, and all power to her. Uh, as I said earlier, Tony, let's hope we can finish off with a. Um, a substantial performance against the uh, the Fremantle team in, in, in WA. Well, now, um, uh, I guess the mirror image uh, in more ways than one is the, the uh, women's team, uh, their misfortune has not been emulated by uh, the men's team. Carlton are two from two in the JLT series. That's a good place to be, but, you know, let's not get too excited about being March champions. Nonetheless. You are tempering it, Tony, but I can see the excitement <laughs> in your visage as I look at it across the way there. It was a great performance. Uh, again, like much the same as the St Kilda game, a, a, a most heartening showing by the players. Perhaps a little bit different set of circumstances. So I made a few notes watching the game tone. Um... I just the you know, there's so many things to like about the way that players went about it as they did against St Kilda. But in the Hawthorne game, you know, I was particularly impressed by the way the team settled, having lost Matt Cruiser yeah. early in proceedings and then having to absorb Hawthorne's early intensity. You know, Hawthorne was really in Carlton's face early and um, the defence was under enormous siege but held firm. I know I know Hawthorne probably will rue a lot of uh, lost opportunities. However, the Carlton uh, defence held sway. Um, you think of the performance of Jakob Wiet in his comeback game, how, how well he he interacted with, with Jones and, and Caleb Marchbank, the other two tall forwards. Um, the other thing that caught my eye, Tone, was the performance of, of Samo petrevsky Seaton. Oh, yes. Uh, his impact after half-time when he, when he got the call up and uh, first game back, what, what a... What a Impressive player. Oh, he is. I love watching him play. You like watching him play. Yeah. Um, I think the overall confidence uh, that the team would have gained from winning that game, you know, particularly you know when the heat was on uh, towards the finish, um, I, I think the players will gain much from the experience. And I did like the performances of of, um, of Cunningham. Or it looks like he's shaping up as Sam Doherty's replacement yeah. across half back. Yeah, big shoes to fill, but yeah, yeah he's and up to it. That's right, and the excitement of Jared Pickett. Oh my just, God. I've watched that guy oh when he my gets the ball God. And, and take them on. You know, we, wow. It is wow, isn't it? Yeah. We, the wow factor is there. And I mean, it's not so long ago, you know, we saw Chris Yaron doing that and yep. how, how magnificent it was, exhilarating it was to see him 
in possession of the ball and look around, wait up and, and make that quick conclusion, oh, yes, I can run run you off. Yeah. I'll just take. Yeah. You see Pickett do that now, just size up the options. And I think it's great that um, players like Jared Pickett with flair and finesse are given licence to do that by the coach. And um, uh, I, I just think that the players to a man will gain so much confidence out of that performance, as they did with St Kilda. And they should take that into the Richmond game. Um, this is the, the ultimate test, isn't it? The reigning premiers, um, round one to launch the season. Can, um, can I tell you something that gratified me no end tone? What was that? Um, we know that the number 25 is almost sacred at this football club, and it is not bestowed lightly. Fisher's game. The, those two early goals were magnificent. Well, they were. They were probably to keep us in the game at that stage. I mean, yep. we were under siege, and... and and I think the ball probably only got down there twice. And Fisher, as you said, uh, maximised the opportunities that came his way both yeah, times. He sharked one beautifully. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a superb down there, particularly early. Uh, and what was even more heartening about it all was that we kicked the ton. Yes. Now, that, that's the first time that's happened, I, I think, since oh, halfway through... 2016, if memory serves. They may have done it against St Kilda in round 11 that year. Um, so it's been a long time between drinks, but I think that's the other thing we gleaned from it, that suddenly um, there are avenues to attack that perhaps weren't there, you know, six months ago. Everything I've read, Tone, about that, about, you know, the, the magic three figures, I mean, you, anybody who's read anything about Carlton's wins last year would have said, yes, but you know, Carlton don't have the forward line that can kick big enough scores, all that sort of stuff. The, I, um, what difference has David Teague made to, well, let's say, the forward setup? Well, well I think uh, you have to acknowledge his um, input. I mean, he's only been over here a short time, but um, again, obviously... You know, they identified Teague as, a, as someone that could really contribute to the cause, uh, perhaps up front for the for the Carlton team. And um, it, it seems that the players, you know, understand their responsibilities. You know, that we've got a lot of players from up the ground pushing into the forward line. They're probably all uh, conscious that, you know, they have to contribute on the yeah. scoreboard. Um, so I think we're just... You know, getting more avenues to to attack, as I said earlier, and the players realise that um, winning scores are going to come from the collective input of all. Um, you know, and you don't have any particular reliance on any one player. You'd love to think that players like, you know, Fisher, as you said, as you said, Cripps, Pickett, oh. Murphy, all these fellows are good for a goal a game. Um, I mean, Cripps is essentially the. I don't know. I don't want to overstate things here, but he's the. He's incredibly important. Mm, mm. He's to, 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 please watch the highlight reel of the game because if you didn't watch it yourself, because very true. what he brings is astonishing for such a young player. Yes, he's got a, a real presence uh, about him. You know, particularly where the heat is around yeah. the, around the uh, the packs. But uh, there's a, there's a, an unsung hero here too already, um, and that's Kennedy because I think Kennedy, with his size and bulk, yeah. is also proving. A most uh, capable uh, backup to Cripps, and probably a Lord Protector to Murphy as well. So I think I think we've just got a bit more grunt around the ball. Yes, I, I love the way he puts his head over it, and it, and he's he's a big body that will hurt. Uh, so I do like the the resolve that uh, exists amongst those players. You know where where the action is, where the heat is, and um, I think that's been a canny um, pick up by. Um, 
Mr. Silvani and his cohorts in, in recruiting. Um, we, we we literally don't have enough time to detail all the canny no, pickups don't. by that man. I'm getting um, carried away. Um, now, uh, uh, it would be remiss of us, Tone, if we didn't throw the spotlight on. Um, Levi Kaspolt's effort in the ruck, which was amazing. We know how important Matthew Cruiser is, and there were collective hearts in mouths when he went down. He rolled the ankle. He's going to be okay for round one, um, uh, which is uh, which, uh, of course, is great news for all of us. But when he went down seven minutes into the game, you know, you would have been forgiven for thinking that, that you know, that, uh, our hopes were dim. But Casbolt really stepped up. Well, he did indeed, Tony. It's a great call, uh, and and I actually had a conversation with Levi this week, and I was asking him about his his body size. You know, I, mm. I said, "Have you trimmed down?" And he said, "No." He said, "Must weight is still the same." I said, "But." Maybe he's he's sporting weight in different areas of his body. He, he look, his body shape looks all changed to me, and he, he certainly seems to be more agile uh, than any stage of his career. He's what is he? Twenty seven now, uh, and he's nearing a hundred games. So you would have to think that you know he's nearing the peak of his powers. Yeah. Um, Sav Rocker has without doubt helped his cause in terms of his kicking for goal. Uh, I think Jason Dunstall again made the point in the coverage of that game how how better his approach looked uh, at the point of, of, of delivery, you know, point of contact. So he's obviously worked really, really hard on all aspects of his game. And there's a little story tone that I might like to share, or I'd like to share with the listeners that um, I, I noted this on the current website this week that... Um, Levi, 94 games, uh, if and when he gets the, the ton, hopefully when rather than if, um, he completes a unique um, uh, milestone at the club because he's not only the first player to get his name on the number 41 locker by virtue of playing 100 games, mm. he completes a sequence. Um, every number from 1 to 45 at Carlton, other than 41, carries the name of at least one 100-game one player. So... Numbers were brought in 1911, and there's been something like 158 Carlton players before who have got their names on the lockers by virtue of playing 100 games. Yeah. Levi uh, completes a sequence. His 100th game will mean that every number on those lockers, 1 to 45, carries at least the name of one 100-game player. So it's taken 100... 58 players and 106 <laughs> years to do it, but Levi Levi's on the cusp of of uh, creating history and all power to him. Well, that'll be a great day when it happens. We just have to believe it will. And uh, based on current form, um, we'd love to see the 150 come up as well. We would indeed. Um, now, just uh, as, as far as uh, previewing uh, next week, there's no game for the JLT, obviously, this weekend, Tone, but uh, Carlton takes on Richmond uh, next Thursday at the G. Is Don't that, drive. Is that so? You wouldn't have thought no. the newspapers. I know no. Richmond's bloke. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, They're they unveiling the flag, of course. Basher Hooley won't be playing. No, I think Rioli's missing also. Yeah. Um, so maybe one other that's um, unavailable. I think Prestia might be in a bit of doubt. So, um, well, what an opportunity for the team, you know, to take on the reigning premiers on their own dunghill. Although, you know, the MCG hasn't been completely unfamiliar to Carlton teams over the year, No, when's the last time we beat them? Um, That's a question been, without notice. It might have been that final, was it? In, oh, it yeah, was well, it, yeah, when, when Juddy tore them a new one in the third quarter. It might have been that final, I think, when CJ uh, barreled that one. But, yeah. It's uh, been a long time, but what an opportunity for the, for the Carlton players. You said it earlier, you know, we've got through the two JLT games. 
those those were the dress rehearsals. This yeah. is the real thing. How will this young Carlton team under Brendan Bolton stand up in the heat? Well, we'll find out on Thursday week, won't we? It's going to be very exciting. There's going to be a lot of people there, obviously. You would have to say a sellout. Um, uh, Richmond will be there in force, as I said, round one. They unveiled their uh, premiership pennant or the, the flag. What is it exactly? It's, the yeah, it's a pennant. pennant it's is a pennant. They're first in 37 years. Um, it would be great to spoil that party because uh, there's a few things glad in my heart than a bitching, moaning, complaining <laughs> Richmond supporter. Do you, any, do you know at all at what, at what time they're unfurling the flag? I must synchronise my watch to ensure I'm there a minute after it happens. Um, yes. Yeah, well, we just don't want to hear that song at the end of the game. Um, just to backtrack slightly, Tone, Sam Doherty, who's interviewed by Sam McClure on SEN. Sam McClure, whose sister is a former producer of the two she tones. She's a great girl. Yep. He, uh, he interviewed Sam Doherty, who's uh, Sam was given a couple of weeks off to go over to the States and uh, have a, you know, he saw a sports, what was it, a sports scientist in Boston yes. and had, oh, he talked about, you know, his eye on the future, I guess. He wants to get into coaching, but he said the rehab is coming along well. He's gone for his first run so far. Uh, but uh, he's not going to be playing. Uh, I don't come with any miraculous uh, cures or anything. He's not going to be playing this year, I'm sadly. I'm disappointed. I oh. thought you would have come with the elixir or, or Well, uh, He hasn't ruled it out. Well, yeah, forget going to the States. Go to Lourdes in France <laughs> and let the healing waters work their miracles. Yeah. I could do with a litre of holy water myself, <laughs> too, at the moment. But, um, yes, it's, look, he hasn't ruled out the prospect of coming back. It would be a remarkable comeback if he, if he didn't managed to um, to do that but as you said he's, he's, st- he's st- resumed running uh, which is seems to be terribly early doesn't it a piece I mean it doesn't seem well, it seems like yesterday that he went over at the back here number one oval so he's obviously progressing nicely and um, I think you know with his with his loss it's I think what has been heartening is to see you know the the, the, the gaping pile be filled. Yeah. You know, like Cunningham really seems to be progressing in that role and, and um, as much as we'd love Sam Doherty there, uh, you know, we, the reality is he won't be. Uh, and yet we seem to have found um, a player or two that can capably slot in and pick up where the dock left off. So yes. That's the plan anyway. We will be back next week previewing the uh, Round 1 Clash. I'm uh, just... You, you've watch got this feeling. You'll watch this space. Look, whatever happens, we know that this team now is just... It's, it will do... It's level best. It will give a great account of itself and it will be in there trying for four quarters and you can't ask any more than that as a reporter. It's going to be a great game no matter what happens. Uh, A Carlton win, of course, is going to send us all ballistic with joy. Thank you for that tone. Uh, Thank you to our producer, Lucy, and uh, we'll catch you next week on The Two Tones.